Bunyip is a creature from the Aboriginal mythology of southeastern Australia, said to lurk in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. The origin of the word Bunyip has been traced to the Wemba Wemba language of the Aboriginal people of Victoria in southeastern Australia. The word Bunyip is usually translated by Aboriginal Australians today as devil or evil spirit. This contemporary translation may not accurately represent the role of the Bunyip in pre-contact Aboriginal mythology or its possible origins before written accounts were made. Some modern sources allude to a linguistic connection between the Bunyip and the Bunjil, a mythic great man who made the mountains, rivers, man and all the animals. The word Banyip first appeared in the Sydney Gazette in 1812. It was used by James Ives to describe a large black animal like a seal with a terrible voice. The Bunyip is part of traditional Aboriginal beliefs and stories throughout Australia. While its name varies according to tribal terminology. In 2001, writer Robert Holden identified at least nine regional variations of the creature known as the Bunyip across Aboriginal Australia. The Bunyip has been described as amphibious, almost entirely aquatic, and there are no reports of the creature being sighted on land, inhabiting lakes, rivers, swamps, lagoons, billabongs, creeks, waterholes, and sometimes particular waterholes in the riverbeds. Physical descriptions of Bunyips vary widely. George French Angus may have collected a description of a Bunyip in his account of a water spirit from the Murundi people of the Murray River before 1847, stating it is much dreaded by them. It inhabits the Murray, but they have some difficulty describing it. Its most usual form is said to be that of an enormous starfish. The Calicum Bunyip, an outline image of a Bunyip, carved by Aboriginal people into the bank of the Fiery Creek near Ararat, Victoria, was first recorded by the Australasian newspaper in 1851. According to the report, the Bunyip had been speared after killing an Aboriginal man. Antiquarian Reynold Johns claimed that until the mid-1850s, Aboriginal people had made a habit of visiting the place annually and retracing the outlines of the figure of the Bunyip, which is about 11 paces long and 4 paces in extreme breadth. The outline image no longer exists. Robert Smith's Aborigines of Victoria devoted 10 pages to the Bunyip, but it concluded, in truth, little is known among the blacks representing its form, covering or habits. They appear to have been in such dread of it as to have been unable to take note of its characteristics. Eugenie Louise McNeil recalled from her childhood memory in the 1890s that the Bunyip supposedly had a snout like an owl and was probably a nocturnal creature by her estimation. The Bunyips presumably seen by witnesses according to their descriptions most commonly fit one of two categories. 60% of sightings resemble seals or swimming dogs and 20% of sightings are of long-necked creatures with small heads. The remaining descriptions are ambiguous beyond categorization. The seal dog variety is most often described as being between four and six feet long with a shaggy black or brown coat. According to the reports, these bunyips have round heads resembling a bulldog, prominent ears, no tail, and whiskers like a seal or otter. The long-necked variety is allegedly between 5 and 15 feet long and is said to have black or brown fur, large ears, small tusks, a head like a horse or emu, an elongated maned neck about 3 feet long and with many folds of skin and a horse-like tail. 
The bunyip has been described by natives as amphibious, nocturnal, reclusive, and inhabiting lakes, rivers, and swamps. Bunyips, according to Aboriginal mythology, can swim swiftly with fins or flippers, have a loud, roaring call, and feed on crayfish. Though some legends portray them as bloodthirsty predators of humans, particularly women and children. As a result, Aborigines purposely avoid unfamiliar bodies of water, lest there are bunyips lurking in the depths. Bunyip eggs are allegedly laid in platypus nests. The bunyip appears in Garangeri dreaming as a water spirit called the Mulliawank, which would get anyone who took more than their fair share of fish from the waterways or take children if they got too close to the water. The stories taught practical means of ensuring long-term survival for the Ngarinjeri, embodying care for country and its people. There have been various attempts to understand and explain the origins of the Bunyip as a physical entity over the past 150 years. Writing in 1933, Charles Fenner suggested that it was likely the actual origin of the Bunyip myth lies in the fact that from time to time seals have made their way up the Murray and Darling rivers. He provided examples of seals found as far inland as Overland Corner, Loxton and Canargo and reminded readers that the smooth fur, prominent apricot eyes and the bellowing cry are characteristics of the seal, especially southern elephant seals and leopard seals. Another suggestion is that the bunyip may be a cultural memory of extinct Australian marsupials. This connection was first formally made by Dr George Bennett of the Australian Museum in 1871. In the early 1990s, paleontologist Pat Vickers-Rich and geologist Neil Archibald also cautiously suggested that the Aboriginal legends, perhaps had stemmed from an acquaintance with prehistoric bones or even living prehistoric animals themselves. When confronted with the remains of some of the now extinct Australian marsupials, Aborigines would identify them as the bunyip. In a 2017 Australian BirdLife article, Carl Brandt suggested Aboriginal encounters with the southern cassowary inspired the myth. According to the first written description of the bunyip from 1845, the creature laid pale blue eggs of immense size, possessed deadly claws, powerful hind legs and a brightly coloured chest and an emu-like head, characteristics shared with the Australian cassowary. As the creature's bill was described as having serrated projections, each like the bone of the stingray, the bunyip was associated with the indigenous people of far north Queensland, renowned for their spears tipped with stingray barbs and their proximity to the cassowary's Australian range. Another association to the bunyip is the shy Australasian bittern. During breeding season, the male call of this marsh-dwelling bird is a low-pitched boom, hence it is occasionally called the bunyip bird. During the early settlement of Australia by Europeans, the notion became commonly held that the bunyip was an unknown animal that awaited discovery. Unfamiliar with the sights and sound of the island continent's peculiar fauna, early Europeans believed that the bunyip described to them was one more strange Australian animal and they sometimes attributed unfamiliar animal calls or cries to it. Scholars suggest also that 19th century bunyip lore was reinforced by imported European folklore, such as that of the Irish puka. A large number of bunyip sightings occurred during the 1840s and 1850s, particularly in southeastern colonies of Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia, as European settlers extended their reach. 
In January 1846, a peculiar skull was taken by a settler from the banks of the Morumbidgee River near Balranald, New South Wales. Initial reports suggested that it was the skull of something unknown to science. The squatter who found it remarked, all the natives to whom it was shown called it a bunyip. By July 1847, several experts, including W.S. Maclay and Professor Owen, had identified the skull as the deformed fetal skull of a foal or a calf. At the same time, the reported Bunyip skull was put on display in the Australian Museum for two days. Visitors flocked to see it and the Sydney Morning Herald reported that many people spoke out about their Bunyip sightings. In March of that year, a Bunyip, or an immense platypus, was sighted sunning himself on the placid bosom of the Yarra, just opposite the Custom House in Melbourne. Immediately, a crowd gathered and three men set off by a boat to secure the stranger, which disappeared when they were about a yard from him. Another early written account is attributed to escaped convict William Buckley in his 1852 biography of 30 years living with the Walterong people. His 1852 account records, in Lake Mudawari, as well as in most of the others inland, is a very extraordinary amphibious animal, which the natives call Bunyip. Buckley's account suggests he saw a creature on several occasions. He adds, I could never see any part except the back, which appeared to be covered with feathers of a dusky grey colour. It seemed to be about the size of a full-grown calf. I could never learn from any of the natives that they had seen either the head or the tail. Buckley also claimed the creature was common in the Barwon River and cites an example he heard of an Aboriginal woman being killed by one. He emphasised the Bunyip was believed to have supernatural powers. In an article titled The Bunyip, a newspaper reported on the drawings made by Edwin Stockler as he travelled on the Murray and Goulburn rivers. Amongst the latter drawings we noticed a likeness of the Bunyip, or rather a view of the neck and shoulders of the animal. Mr Stockler informs us that the Bunyip is a large freshwater seal having two small padules or fins attached to the shoulders, a long swan-like neck, a head like a dog and a curious bag hanging under the jaw resembling the pouch of a pelican. The animal is covered with hair like a platypus and the colour is a glossy black. Mr. Stockler saw no less than six of these curious animals at different times. His boat was within 30 feet of one near Maguire's punt on the Goldburn, and he fired at the bunyip, but he did not succeed in capturing him. The smallest appeared to be about five feet in length, and the largest exceeded 15 feet. The head of the largest was the size of a bullock's head and three feet out of the water. After taking a sketch of the animal, Mr. Stockler showed it to several blacks of the Goldburn tribe, who declared that the picture was the Bunyip's brother, meaning a duplicate or likeness of the Bunyip. The animals moved against the current at the rate of about seven miles an hour, and Mr. Stockler states that he could have approached close to the specimens he observed had he not been deterred by the stories of the natives concerning the power and fury of the Bunyip and by the fact that his gun only had a single barrel, and his boat was full of very feral description. The description varied across newspaper accounts. The great Bunyip question seems likely to be brought to a close, as Mr Stockler, an artist and gentleman who has come up the Murray in a small boat, states that he saw one and was enabled to take a drawing of this vexed question, but could not succeed in catching him. We have seen the sketch and it puts us in mind of a hybrid between the water mole and a great sea serpent. 
Stockler disputed the newspaper descriptions in a letter stating that he never called the animal a bunyip. It did not have a swan-like neck and he never said anything about the size of the animal as he never saw the whole body. He went on to write that he would have revealed in his diorama as an almost life-size portrait of the beast would be included. The diorama took him four years to paint and was reputed to be a mile long and made of 70 individual pictures. The diorama has long since disappeared and may no longer exist. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.